Let's lower that music down. What's up, everybody? This is Sports Goose number 98 with me, Francisco, and my my good buddies, Andrew and Charles. And yeah, oh, oh I got to tell, we got sponsorship again for this one. All right. So, uh, the, oh, yeah. yeah, this episode is brought to you by Bookstop. Bookstop is an app that helps people create routines and stick to them. This makes it extra helpful for people with ADHD, but anyone interested in improving their routines can also benefit from it. The developer is looking for about 100 people to test out the prototype app. So he'll send us the link. That'll be in the description later on. So there you go. Bookstop. Thank you. All right, boys. How's everyone doing? How's, How's it going? I'm 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 gassed. I'm I'm tired. But twins. 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 I'm also gassed and tired uh, too. Okay. <laughs> that was like the the was it that Budweiser commercial with like the twins or whatever? Oh, man, man, alcohol commercials were. I mean, they're always awful, but man, they were really awful late '90s, mid 2000s. But they were the corny cheesy kind of off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you gonna go with the what's up? Is that is that your favorite of all time? (laughs) Well, what's up? And then also, um, Bud Wise. Oh gosh, the frogs. Oh boy, that's that's the stuff that. Hey, Charles. Charles probably appreciates the what's up because of the Dudley Boys. Yeah, that and scary movie. Mm. Which we always give respect to the first one, where they had the uh, the scream face, ghost face, killer wannabe doing the Budweiser with Marlon Wayne. So <laughs> there was up for it. So it's all relatively. And then there was up for the Deadly Boys, which I still don't know how it fully came to fruition, but it was one of those things where it's a successful attempt there. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, boys, sports happened. I watched a ton of sports this past week. I mean, just a ton. Look at this list. I, I watched my the beloved Miami Heat. I saw three Miami Heat games. I saw the the game of the man. They are they are awful right now. <laughs> a lot the losses against Memphis against Indiana. You know the not good. Not not good at all. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk is uh, everyone is on Charles's gravy train, trying to send him to the moon or wherever the hell else. Anybody that'll take him at this point. And we've got please Toronto take him, please. Yeah. yeah, there's the rumors now. Kyle Lowry possibly coming to Miami. We shipping him off with certain pieces. Who knows? Who knows? We'll we'll see. But hope like, Charles doesn't want his precious to go away, that's for sure. Damn right. So yeah, there's that. The NHL, I saw lots of Panthers, and I guess I'm obligated to watch the Panthers now because I've become a hockey expert for some reason. So I will be appearing on another podcast in like a couple days to talk about the Panthers. So I got to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. That'll be fun. But uh, yeah, I'm going to put that above attorney on the resume now. And uh, I mean, we all know this. We all know this, that the, the second that any of us gets the chance to not work in the legal field and be able we'll to live comfortably like that. Yeah, we're taking it. We are taking it, especially if it's in sports. Especially in sports, so oh, maybe this will be the trajectory for my for my life to go forward here. Okay, so yeah, Panthers saw the two games against Nashville, where Saros was basically a Greek god in the net. 
<laughs> the, the Panthers shot 87 shots against him in two games. Uh, so he was the only reason the, the Predators weren't destroyed. Like, ungodly, man. What is with these goalies in Dallas and Nashville just... Oh, gosh, man, that's that's. Then the loss against Tampa, you know, they're, they're douchebags. We all know this, all right. We the Lightning have been coasting by. They are secret douchebags. They are low key douchebags. All right, Andrew, I'm calling them. I'm the calling real, them the out. The real douchebags. The real douchebags are the Calgary Flames. We'll get to Ooh, that. Ooh, yeah. Oh, we are. We got goons galore. The petty. We're gonna start with it too. The, the petty's gonna gonna be there, and then and then college basketball guys. My beloved Florida State Seminoles are into the Sweet 16. I watched both games, and uh, and, and well, my my Seminole ladies they they got eliminated. They got destroyed in their first round against Oregon State. I I could only watch up to the first half. They were at that point the game was over. They just could not keep up with them, even though it was an eight nine matchup. So it was you know there was a chance, but then the game got away from them, and unfortunately they there was no way they could catch up. So, but the the FSU men are are off to the Sweet Sixteen. They're gonna face off against Jawan Howard and his Michigan Wolverine. So I love you, Jawan, but but not this week, not this week. You are you are the enemy at this point. You know it was incredibly sweet when he got hired for the Michigan job. You saw he was crying all that stuff. Like the job meant like the most. He doesn't even need the job. He's 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 got so much money. He made so much money playing in the NBA, but. He really wants to return the program to prominence and kind of take away the sting of of the the Fab Five era that uh, things got taken away, the Chris Webber controversy, all that stuff. So, so there you go. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a bunch of sports, guys. I mean, how about you guys? Oh, oh yeah, I also saw the the upset of Abilene Christensen versus Texas. That was just one of the upsets <laughs> over the the past weekend. In college basketball, it's been really great. And the Gators lost, which is even better. Yes. I am a hypocrite. That's how I was started. Because I went on the show last week and I said, I have no interest in watching the NCAA. What did I spend a lot of my weekend watching? College basketball. Mm. And it's not the same. It still feels kind of wrong not having a full crowd. But obviously, I'm of the position of three reasons why March Madness just feels like March anxiety attack. One, no crowds, and that emotion really matters to me of all sports when there's an upset involved, which was Oral Roberts basically is team upset going on right now. Two, how you're having a couple of no contests going on there. VCU, no contest to Oregon, who in turn destroyed their opponent because they had plenty of rest. And then three, I, I just still feel, and I said this last year, and I'll reflect back into it, that the NCAA is just kind of taking advantage of these young men and women for their own gain and to put them at risk. I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm never going to be a fan. And I forgot who was watching last night. It was, I think it was USC versus Kansas where um, one of the players is wearing hashtag not NCAA property. I kind of wish I delved <laughs> into that a little bit before, but I, I was working, so I didn't really have much time to prep it out because I, you guys know my position on it. I hate the NCAA, and I'm not even saying that as a UM fan. I'm just Ooh. saying it as a person, but it's been good, man. Like I, I started Friday because Friday I got some 
dinner and I watched a a few of the games and even it's so weird because we're at like 64 the 32 and 16 but I didn't get to see um or Roberts beating Ohio State which was just mm, good if I had to list you guys the three most hated college um teams I have and this is really going to a tweet I saw Andrew post Ohio State's definitely there on all facets you know for for some reason I don't really believe in like big college hate but I just can never like them but um, there was some – like, I did see North Texas versus Purdue on Friday. I did see um, Rutgers in Houston the other day, and that was a really good game on Saturday, I believe, that I watched. Um, just I, – I think Rutgers – was it Rutgers-Houston? I got to verify because I'm looking at everything as I'm mm-hmm. doing from that um, now. But let's see. I just want to make sure I'm sure. I saw Maryland UConn. That was kind of like sloppy for UConn, which is a little bit of a better program. Granted, it's not the same people as their namesakes, but it is like all around good college ball that's coming in. I think the game of the night, though, for me that I had seen, it's been pure college football. I couldn't, I'm back to being the jinx of the Heat, so I'm <laughs> refraining from it. But I got to tell you, Houston Rutgers, because Rutgers had a lead for the majority of the game. And then they just crapped the brick, and that's what happens. Like they were doing a uh, the stall out which you should never be doing the stall out. Even um, the announcers were talking about, don't do the stall out if you only have like a five point lead or a, like a four point lead because it's come back and it's going to bite you. And then yesterday I watched a little bit of USC and Kansas and poof, Bill Self. I don't know which, because I, I had Bill Self as a favorite. I think Gonzaga is still at the favorite, but this is really the year where you don't really know your opponent. So it could be that year where like the lowest seed going. I'm just all in all Roberts. That was me and my watching purely to that, purely to college basketball. And, you know, that guy that you heard last week say that he wasn't going to watch any bit of it. He's, he's just stupid. He's just stupid. It's okay. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Andrew, Oral Tulsa, represent. Mm-hmm. Oral Roberts, you are Mr. Basketball. <laughs> did you watch anything? I did. Um, I I have never once, I, I'm very proud to say this, I have not once made a March Madness bracket. They're always fun. Yeah, I, I really don't. I don't either. I don't, and, I don't, I don't get involved. And here's why. Here's why. Honestly, I would prefer I would just put the underdog winning every single match. That's that's what I like March Madness for is rooting for the Cinderellas. I don't want to ruin that by like, oh man, I hope that Ohio State because me knowing nothing about basketball, I would have said that Ohio State wins two beats the fifteen. Instead, because I don't, I'm like hell yeah, let's go ORU. Mm-hmm. I, I love the 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 memes. There's one that's uh, like, "Oh, Florida uh, UF is going to go to the the Sweet Sixteen." Oral Roberts, oh, are you? <laughs> you get it? Y'all get that? Yeah, that's that's a yeah, clever, funny clever clever wordplay there from the the meme gods out there on the on the interwebs. And the the beauty of this uh, March Madness is, of course, freezing freezing cold takes and all of the 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 takes from everybody. Especially the UF ones; those are those have been hilarious. It's like, well, guys, there's no absolute no way that Oral Roberts is gonna beat the Gators. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Go go go, Oral Roberts. 
There it we felt go. good because it was the Gators, who is number one of the top two teams. I have mentioned teams I just don't like generally. Yeah. Them, Ohio State, Notre Dame. There you go, kids. There you go. Okay. So, so yeah. The, all right. So, we, we've all been watching some of the, the, the madness here for for March. That's pretty cool. But I, I, we need to, we need to, to, to discuss some things, guys. We got some stuff to present for this episode. So I, I do want to do a, a, a segment to start out. And, and there is a theme to this, and it's gonna segue nice and easily from one to the other. Okay, y'all, y'all ready for this ride right here? Let's do this. Okay, so let's start with a you go girl. Yeah, that's where we're. It's it's Women's History Month still in March. It's not just about the madness. So we we here. I mean, we we don't need it to be Women's History Month to to highlight women in sports. We, we already do that. We already do that. So my my you go girl is Sedona Prince. Everybody. All right. Sedona Prince. She plays for the Oregon Ducks right now. I think she is a sophomore. Or like a red red shirt sophomore or whatever. I, I have no idea. What does that mean, Andrew? What does a red shirt whatever mean? I I, I never found like looked it up. Okay, so uh, I'll try to make this the a quick a quick explanation. Mm. A red shirt is where a player sits out and does not participate in a season. It can be at any point in their career. Oh, okay. Um, before they, before they exhaust their eligibility, which is four years of playing, you. Either way, what that means is, uh, let's say redshirt freshman. Academically, they're a sophomore, but it is their first year of athletics. Of athletics. Okay. So, like, let's, so, like, so like let's, uh, just an example. So, I think she was injured for like a season. So that that's different. That's that's okay. called a medical redshirt. Okay. Which is where, again, or maybe I'm mistaken. Thing. I'm mistaken with somebody else, but okay. It, that's it's the same concept. It's just instead of it being voluntary, mm-hmm. um, you'll see that a lot in football where, like Milton, a, a they'll Mackenzie Milton was uh, well a true freshman. He he didn't redshirt. Mm. Uh, until his medical and until his injury. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, I can't think of a player off the top of my head, but, um, so it's just somebody that didn't, that, uh, didn't play, uh, or I guess you, like you said, academically, they are a certain thing, but athletically they, they, they're like a year behind, I guess, in a way. Correct. Okay. Like for here's a here's a perfect example. The Griffin brothers, Shaquille and Shaquille. They're identical twins. They are I think they were born sixty seconds apart. They are the same age. Shaquille was was a four year starter. He never redshirted. So his first year was twenty thirteen. He played from twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. Shaquem redshirted his freshman year. So he didn't play at all in 2013. He played in 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So 
Sedona Prince. She's been in Oregon. She was with Texas, I guess her, I guess her true freshman year. I'm not even sure. And then she moved on over to Oregon. Uh, she's a forward, uh, and she's uh, played for the Team USA's under 16, 17, and 18 teams. So some trivia: She's six foot seven. She is the she's tied as the tallest player ever to suit up for the Oregon women uh, Ducks team. And well, but but the reason I'm highlighting her, it's like okay, well, what's what's so what's so special? It's because she she had the the women cojones. I don't even know what you would call that. <laughs> I'm not even sure. Cojones? I have no idea. Well, anyway, she 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 had the milk jugs to. Uh, <laughs> oh God, this is awful. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a great, great way to start off take, women's appreciation. Gosh darn it, man. I'm trying take, to, you know, take you there. Gutso, gutso, uh, your, your fortitude. Yeah, I mean, that, but there's got there's the heart, uh, courage. Uh, there's many. I mean, this isn't a Disney you. film. All right. Okay. Well, this is Disney. sports goose. Come on now. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is she called out the NCAA. All right, so this is this is tying back to Charles's hates and really all of our 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 gripes with with the National Collegiate Athletic Association, who is a is a racket that needs to be dissolved. Anyways, she she called them out because of the the inadequate facilities given to the women's tournament out in San Antonio compared to the men who are all hauled up in the state of Indiana at this moment. So, and that's that's being very nice to call it inadequate. <laughs> yes, you you are being really nice to the NCAA. Oh, uh, well, I on our Twitter account I did say that the uh, the, the people who did the fire festival were, were the ones that planned the women's tournament <laughs> because uh, the big issue was that. Uh, let's see the weight room that was the first image that was the, the 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 first thing to drop okay and she showed off the weight room and i believe the oregon men are playing or were in the tournament i don't know are they still in the tournament were they knocked out i'm not even sure uh, i have no idea but regardless the, the, there are photos of both setups and the men basically their gym is their weight room their gym is an elite level weight room that is like end to end inside of like a like a, a big giant ballroom in a convention center or something or or the arena or or whatever Lucas Oil Stadium one of those things but it's massive it's massive it has enough equipment for for basically every single team that wants to work out there all right whereas the the women's weight room was just this, like, what is it? The the inverted V dumbbell setup right here. Mm-hmm. Looking like Charles's weight room <laughs> house because he can't go to the gym until he gets that vaccine. Yeah, yeah. This this is that's that you know the men had all this expensive equipment for you know, to work out every single part of their bodies, whereas the women were like, okay, you can do some some dumbbell curls and that's it. That was it, and it was like in a little tiny corner. I mean, look at the floor; even the floor is nastier than what they had in, in Indiana. So yeah, that 
there was just an incredible disparity between between the two and and rightfully so people started calling out the NCAA but then more things started to drop more uh, more things started to drop about the food the food quality of the the men compared to the women uh, did you guys see those those photos yeah that's mm-hmm. not food I would want to eat yeah the, no the, the 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 men the men basically had like a like a five star gourmet buffet whereas the women had I guess like a they went to like a local elementary school and got the cafeteria school lunch that's what it looked basically, like to me it, it looked like uh what's what's that food place that I'm thinking of that no Boston Market Oh no! Don't don't, don't do Boston. Boston Market's better I'm than a, that. I'm gonna do them dirty like that. Don't don't do Boston. Me and Andrew have chilled at Boston Market. Mm-hmm. Don't don't do them like that. All right, Boston Market. Don't like that. Okay, but but I mean, just look. Uh, well, actually, that's the Fire Festival food, <laughs> right here. This is from the Fire Festival that I'm showing here with the like two slices of cheese, a tiny like really brown lettuce and a couple pieces of bread and a tomato but yeah the the women's wasn't that much different i mean look at that nasty looking i guess that's meatloaf meatloaf and like uh, like the you know that these were steaming so like those vegetables in the corner the broccoli and the cauliflower the carrots were probably soggy as all hell we all know this great value hungry man oh yeah and then, then there's the men. Look at that. Look at that meat. Look at the that those the noodles, the rice, the lettuce, all separated, nice and catered. Even even the the care package, the swag bag, was way better for the men than women. The women's got what a couple of NCAA socks. Uh, what is that? Is that stationary? Who the hell uses stationary? <laughs> okay, some deodorant, so like two bars of deodorant, like a lotion, an umbrella, a hat. A cheap-looking hat, oh, by the way. Let me let me add this. It's bad enough that the swag bag is so inadequate, or so much less than the men's. That's bad enough. Here's what's worked. If you look at the two, what do you see with the men that you don't see with the women? I mean, even it's it's the presentation, it's the the the, the customization. It's like okay, just uh, just hop on to Illustrator or what have you. Just type in women's basketball next to the NCAA logo, and then like on top of a a stock footage basketball, and just print those out. Whereas the men had like the big dance Indianapolis 2021. With the the custom logo for that year, March Madness, four thousand bars of deodorant, and and lotion and and whatever and, and shaving then, equipment and and uh, me, hats and this. socks and let calendars. A freaking a signed book. What John? Oh, John Thompson's dead. Uh, if it is signed, then wow, they got John Thompson to sign all that before he died. And then uh, yeah, book for from John Thompson. I mean, dear Lord, what else is in here? I bet you they got a video. Oh, no, there's no NCAA basketball video game no more. But I bet you they would have gotten it if if it was such a thing. And let me, let me add this. This is what I think really pissed me off most, most. If you look at the men's, they've got hand sanitizer. Yeah. They've got, they got the whole suite. Disinfecting wipes. 
Oh, the yeah. The women got none of that. That's right. They got none of the no 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 PPEs either. No no not, not even a mask. Not even a mask. I think that. I mean, all of it is terrible. I mean, if we had the money, we should have shipped them a bunch of sports goose masks. <laughs> but I, I think that is more telling than anything else. It shows that they view them as inferior, not just like less money. It views view them as less human mm. because who you're talking this big game about? Oh, we're protecting our student. You were just mentioning that, Francisco. Um, about, you know, we're putting the, or maybe it was Charles, but we're putting these kids' lives on the line for entertainment and money. I get that. But at least they're giving the men some protective equipment and stuff to disinfect themselves. The women didn't get any of that. Yep. That's just despicable. Mm. Fancy, eh? <laughs> it's the NCAA. And that's and this is the segue, guys. This is the segue. God leaves goons. God leaves goons. NCAA. I mean, they they have to be. I mean, now, of course, now they're shipping in more adequate equipment. Welcome to this. Dick Sporting Goods yeah. sent, I think, three whole U-Haul moving trucks. Mm-hmm out to san antonio to give them equipment before the ncaa did a damn and thing i and we t- you know on our account we tweeted that out there's there is a weight there's like a you know gym equipment company that is just sitting on a pr uh feel good thing right now if they just send them some some actual equipment and so now now they have and look at that dick sporting goods all right so, so uh, how about a real MVP to those guys, right? Mm-hmm. How about a real MVP to those guys for for, for Dick Sporting Goods? I mean, when was the last time I've been to a to a? <laughs> I like saying Dick Sporting Goods. Uh, <laughs> I'm 12 years old. You know, it's funny. Um, just a quick aside. Um, when I was younger, this was, was probably in middle school at the time. So, like. 2004 there's there's the photo right there there it is um i went to look up dick sporting goods i wanted to look up like what kind of baseball equipment they had or something so my innocent self i assume oh oh no because they always say every season starts at dick so i typed in dicks.com oh no oh buddy oh god Luckily, <laughs> luckily for them, they had one of those uh, domains, you know, like do not enter if you were under 18. Oh, OK. OK. Pages. So I'm like, nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, they got different kinds of but sporting the, goods. There. Then they, they <laughs> wisened up and they did get the they did get dicks dot com. Because I assume I'm not the only person who made that mistake. Oh, boy. I mean, here here's a fair question. Aside from the best dick of them all, Dick Grayson. I'm a big comic book fan. Mm. Who in their right mind in the 2020s, going back, I would say, 30 or 40 years, even want that to be a name? Well, I give a, I give a pass 
to anyone like kind of like you were alluding to i give a pass to anyone who was like who got the nickname dick in like the 60s yeah. you know like dick Van Dyke. I, I'm, I'm not necessarily agreeing with their politics i'm just coming up with names like dick army dick cheney yeah. uh dick van dyke <laughs> he's got two well, there aside from dick van dyke and dick grayson uh, those are the only two that we like yeah. man you know like but what's going on here? Yeah, it's it's just one of those curious nicknames of the time. I don't even know how, because we're always going to be of the mind that there was always some kind of crude innuendo in there, even then, 50, 60 years ago. I'm just very curious. These are things that keep me up at night that Wikipedia doesn't necessarily answer <laughs> fully, guys. Yeah. And at least a young, innocent Andrews. Andrew, you, you have to espouse this because there's a future you somewhere just want to know what's being sold as the best UCF hat, and then they might accidentally click, yes, I accept way to protect the kids mm. oh boy okay <laughs> well at least you were by yourself when you were doing that <laughs> so it's, instead of like sitting down there with with a close family or friend it's like yeah, i'm just gonna or go if on they just see the family search history for andrew's getting asked with, what are you doing going on dicks.com mom i didn't know okay <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, they're they're real MVPs, but let's let's get back to the Gottlieb goons here. All right, we're we're not done. We're we're not. It's not over. There there are still. Oh boy. So let's let's go to a let's go to a funny one. Let's go to a funny one. That's that's tied to this. Uh, Nick Young, everybody. Oh, Nick. Swaggy P. What whatever you want to call him, right? The meme lord. The meme lord. Right, he's got the two significant memes where he looks very confused, and in the other one where he shoots the the three and thinks he makes it and then completely bricks it. So there, those are the two right there. Uh, so this came out and it was on ESPN, and then you see the 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 I guess on Instagram it was on Instagram here. He's you know, Oregon Sedona Prince shared the video comparing the men's and the women's weight rooms. And then Swaggy P, his official Instagram account with the check mark and everything, replies, man, y'all not bringing in the big bucks. Y'all the JV team, and it's cool. So that came out. Now, of course, what, maybe like a half hour later or whatever, he's like, oh, I was hacked. That's always the excuse, right, guys? But it's kind of funny because it's like I, I, Charles. I mean, we, you know, we know Nick Young. You know, from it seems like it would be something he would actually write. Nick Young's not a good dude. I mean, I'm sure he is a okay human being, but he's got some controversy. Yeah. I mean, D'Angelo Russell. All I gotta say. So we don't I, I guess we should do some backdrops so basically d'angelo russell snitch on the fact that nick young was kind of hoeing around a little bit mm. on his lady so yeah. maybe nick young's opinion of women if i can kind of grasp at straws gentlemen if you permit me to grasp maybe away. they're not the highest opinion that would be something that might seem hackable there's another sports person that maybe has actually a whole thing of be like hey i'm wrongly accused or someone had agreed to do stuff like that or we've done this that it's not going to be nick young in today's day and age because <laughs> you know 
you got a bad track record yeah and i have never seen it be so quickly that you know common sense right this is the fun part i have never seen a quick response to somebody saying that they got hacked yeah like almost instantaneous that was more like, like that agent or that publicist called and yeah. said yo bro yeah if you want to if you want to play for the china ball association next year because oh. he ain't uh, chinese uh, and you want to be playing for the big three I'm t- yeah if he wants to I come back and play in the u.s yeah sure i'm just saying I mean, he's old though so he ain't gonna be back for a while right? oh, that's, that's, but, the yeah. that's the thing all right or if you want anybody didn't he win a ring with like the warriors or something didn't he win one Yep. Yeah, he picked up one. If you want to go to the reunion tour uh, in ten years, you, you might want to, you might want to take care of this. But it, it just seems like something he would do, <laughs> you know. Which is, even if you know the benefit of the doubt, let's say he he didn't do it. It's like Nick. I mean, it only seems like like you like this. Of course, would happen to you. <laughs> you've set yourself up for this so it might you might want to start cleaning some things up anyways because a lot of people really don't believe you and then of course everybody's like oh this dude and you know he's he's got a daughter and stuff so of course people are like oh what are you gonna tell her when she grows up that you know she she's not worth she doesn't make money or whatever so there's there's that and then people calling out like hypocrisy like oh you got kobe bryant you know, you and him when he was alive and you guys were teammates on your profile pick and he was, and, you know, if Kobe had, you know, had stayed alive and and his daughter too, probably would have been one of the driving forces to get women's basketball to be seen as, as uh, I guess, I don't know what it, how to say this. Bigger than what it's broadcast yeah. as. Exactly, or to, to change the the, the perception of a lot of masses, especially dudes, of women's basketball. That's that's what he would have been striving for, if uh, one of his life's missions. But uh, well, yeah. So yeah, Nick Young, Nick Young. Yeah, you're good. Did you kind of chuckle when you saw it was Nick Young? I'm like, I I'm like, oh, of course. a little bit. Of course, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, then this, this is, this seems right. <laughs> so, Nick Young, even if you didn't, if even if this is true, it's like you've set yourself up for this embarrassment right here. So you might want to clean some things up. All right. So the, the next. Next gentleman, next goon. I've got I got another one here. Ohio State fans. Let's get back on that Ohio State hate train. Yes. Ohio State fans. We to- we told we told y'all this was this was the petty episode. Ohio State. All right, you guys were you wrongly won a national championship back in 2003. All right. Now, now you, look what happens. You guys have swayed me over to, to defend the, the University of Miami. That's how much of douchebaggery you guys have been doing lately. All right. You didn't deserve to be in the college football playoff. We all know this. Frauds. Complete frauds. Fraud fan base. Frauds. All right. The only thing you guys got going is you can beat Michigan every year. But, yeah, yeah. So, so Ohio State fans... After OSU lost in in a grand upset, Ohio State fans just absolutely laid it upon, like, just 
any player and or staff that was that was associated with this team receiving the most vile of comments vile again vile you're you're really underselling stuff today <laughs> yes vile of comments were there death threats did were there death threats yeah. since yeah i think so dj liddell yeah so yeah yeah he got de- death threats and oh yeah they even even bleacher report used the word vile so and he tweeted out like with photos of the messages that he was receiving ej liddell and he's just like you know i'm human what 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 did i do to deserve this you know you lost the basketball game okay I know, I know, Columbus, Ohio. There's nothing good to do. That's why every NHL player wants to get the hell out of Columbus. But, but come on, guys, come on. And good for good for him to stand up, not be afraid, and to post that. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm moving around my room, so you may hear me fading in and out. Yeah. Charging my phone. I'm sure a lot of people would be scared. I'm sure he was too to post that, but he received so much more support than those god awful excuses for human beings. Fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> there, there. I'm no longer sugarcoating there, Andrew. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. Yeah. So, Ohio State fans, you guys. I mean, you deserve everything you've gotten this this year. You guys deserve to just lose and lose and lose. Everything in Columbus, Ohio, deserves to just burn down to the ground. All right, the Columbus Blue Jackets deserve to lose. Everybody in Columbus, Ohio, deserves to lose. All of y'all. It's it, you guys have brought this upon. It's karma. All right, it is karma. So i don't know what else to say this is just it's just it's, it's despicable it's awful i'm gonna jump in there to kind of go because this is one of those people that i suggested so i will never understand individuals who take things to such heart whether it's hating on and mind you there's teams i don't like i started this episode basically saying i don't like three colleges but never to the point where i'm hoping that somebody is physically hurt or even make attempts to threat because my kind of personality, I, I feel like DJ Liddell is a better person than I would be. He's at 20 years old. I know how Charles was back then. It would be like, score up, do it, do something, right? But um, it's this whole thing where you're going to take this very immature route for, I'm going to say right now, pointless, pointless games. If I was a more diehard fan of college, it's still pointless. If I was, if the Titans, if, you know, Khalif Raymond drop the ball that he could have grabbed going against um the yeah. ravens yeah. and i wasn't all i asked was for the man just not to be on the team anymore i don't want him to lose job and you would just kind of wish that they would have this fervor for players who actually do wrong in this world and there's plenty of college players who have done great wrong. we used to do the uh because it's not in season, unless they'll do it for basketball one day, Andrews. So that might be a suggestion. Oh yeah, but, the former um, cup. The former done that in forever. There are people who are legitimately doing it. So if you want to poo-poo on Ohio State, maybe you poo-poo on the people who are actually doing bad stuff there, or vice versa. Any Florida team, Urban Meyer. Um, 
Jaguars are going to be fun. But you don't want to. <laughs> Instead, you want to do something that has no bearings on your life. You guys tell me. Is your life purpose so much of seeing your school succeed? And it, I, I think I can never relate to it for college because I didn't go to colleges where they had great success in any kind of fielding. FAU, FIU. And I don't, I'm don't. i going to say it right now. Andrew's going to shout out and be like, yeah, so Charles, college is not meant for sports. College is meant for my damn degree to get out. As a, as a viewer of sports, it's different. You might feel a connection and all that stuff, but I would equate it. I would just, it just in my position, I, I want to be tentative with my words because I was going to compare it to something that isn't good. I would compare it or uh, compare it to just like a place that you like to go to often for food, but once you move or if you want to try a different cuisine, you're of that opinion. I, I don't have anything that's so strongly. Professional sports, it might be different, but I'm not even that much of a diehard. It would come down to if anybody disappointed me in that matter, it would just be like, oh, I hope they don't resign him. I hope they release him. Not to lose your job formally or not be out of the league, but why is it? I think Ohio State's had some bad history, if I remember correctly, throughout the decades. But you, you can't, you're going to hate on somebody who did nothing wrong. And you're just going to, like, not even act up and talk about, oh, hey, remember when Urban Meyer hired uh, that guy and did all that mm. stuff in Ohio State? It was just oh, going to, yeah. but oh, it's Urban. You know, so you won't call out the actual problems. And it's March Madness. So for anybody who I feel really attacks on Liddell or anybody's teams, it's really for a different reason because you probably gambled. <laughs> you put some money down on it and you're feeling bad about it because that kind of reaction, that kind of aggressiveness has to be for that. I don't understand the diehards to it. And because if you're not losing a substantial amount of money based on personal performance, then you are the pure Pictionary definition of the word immature. Mm. Plain and simple. <sighs> I hope... I mean, it'd be really hard to to get this movement going, but man, if I was a recruiter, I'd be like, "You want to go to Ohio State, where you make one innocent mistake and everybody wants your head, like literally your head on a pike? Do you really want to go there? Come on over here, all right? They'll love you. They'll love you no matter what. Like, why would you go there? Why would you? Why would you be under that stress?" All Part right. of that culture is the boosters too. So yeah, it's, oh, boosters are just, just people who have nothing that. better to do. Come on, now. Oh, <laughs> boosters are just like people who just like to control young men. That's boosters. it. Yeah. Saying it like it is, right there. Yeah. So, ah, uh, boosters. Uh, man, this is, this is all right. So yeah, Ohio State. Those are. I don't know if you guys have any more goons, but those are the ones that I have here. Now we can we can get off the petty train and, and move on to something <laughs> something else here. All right. Yeah, we're good. We're, we're moving on. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's, uh, I guess I'll, I'll bridge again to a, I just want to get this out of the way. My So guys, uh, let's haul y'all. Look, my, my dead Hall of Famers backlog is keeps on growing. So oh it, it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm going to call you the, the Black Plague. <laughs> killing it. Well, I mean, I picked Jason Kidd because he's one of the few guys that was alive last time. So I'm hoping that's not an omen For where now. where every single even, every person i highlight just dies that would be horrible <laughs> it'd be like death note goof note i have no idea <laughs> yeah death note would be more appropriate yeah technically it's goof not like note. you talked about them and they died the next day but <laughs> you you're you're very much becoming very macabre oh oh boy well but I mean, we have to honor these guys I, I can't keep up but i do want to honor these guys they they live their lives they 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 
made their impact on the game. And this one is... Okay, so actually, let me get the screen here. Move some things around. There we go. So, uh, Paul Westphal. That is my Hall of Famer for today. You were going to mention about the other recently dead person. I uh, like I said, he's he's in the it's the backlog, man. Paul Westphal died this year too. Uh, He died January second. This is at the beginning of the year. I'm telling you, there is a backlog. (laughs) I'm not done, and we're doing it across four different sports, four different sports, and football, baseball, basketball, and hockey. It's it's going to be hard, man. It is going to be hard. How long? How long to beat? dot com needs to add a Hall of Fame, dead Hall of Famer section to it. Okay, so I'm trying to find the info that I had from. I wrote everything down. Where is this? I had it all prepared. Oh, there he is. Oh, as well, yeah. I mean, at least he made it into the uh, Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame before he died. He class of 2019. He was a shooting guard and a point guard. Went to USC. Southern California for college. He was drafted in the first round, 10th overall in 1972 by the Boston Celtics. Won his only NBA championship in 1974 with Boston. Five-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA. His number 44 is retired with the Phoenix Suns because he was later traded to Phoenix. Got them to an NBA Finals as a player, but they lost to Boston. And then his number 25 is retired by USC. Then he became a coach in college first. He was a 1988 NAIA champion with, uh, I think, Grand Canyon University. And then he was in, he's in the College Basketball Hall of Fame in 2018. He also coached at Southwestern Baptist Bible and Pepperdine. So those are the, the two other college programs he coached for. And he also coached in the NBA. He coached the Phoenix Suns when they made the finals in 1992. And then the Seattle Supersonics and the Sacramento Kings. And also assistant coach with Phoenix. And then that's how he got that job. Then also with Dallas. And his final coaching job was assistant coach with the Brooklyn Nets back in like 2013 or 14. So there's, that's, yeah, that's Paul Westfall. All right. R.I.P. R.I.P. So, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, let's let's get into something that is sports-related, but it's also gaming-related, guys. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, this, this news right here. So, this has to do with our favorite company, Electronic Arts. <laughs> they're, they're always one to, to do things right. <laughs> Uh, no, no, definitely don't piss anybody off with all of the shady things that they do in the gaming community. Well, there's a new controversy with Electronic Arts. This is what number? This remember they were voted the worst company in the United States, like two years in a row back in like 2013 or 14, ahead of like tons of other companies that do a lot worse things. But you know, gamers are are a sensitive bunch. You don't mess with us. You don't mess with us at all. We we will, we will, we will call you out. Whoops, wrong screen there. Uh, okay, so uh, let's see. I'm trying to find this article. 
So EA Sports, uh, do you guys know about Ultimate Team? Yes. All right. This is yes. the microtransaction loot box era esque scheme that EA has implemented in both FIFA and Madden. Right, do you do do you do Ultimate Team in Madden, Charles? Oh hell no! Listen, I, I don't do anything. <laughs> I was about to say we do is just. We just do, me and my boys, we do just a pure fantasy draft and mm. play those guys. So it's like complete roster heads on it. We, we're literally, we actually were doing this weekend, we're like on 2030. So it's great just kind of group. It, it's, I like fantasy football. I retired. I'm formally retired. You hear that, guys? Done. Not bringing me back in. <laughs> but loot boxes, ultimate teams, so it's the piss poor version of doing your own fantasy thing. So why would I? Uh, the same way of how I don't do VC credits for 2K when I was playing the NBA games. Yeah. So. Oh wow, there's there's more controversy here. EA. Oh, this is this is new. EA claims you can acquire all items without spending money in FIFA Ultimate Team. <laughs> uh, ooh. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy grinding for a hundred hours to get a semi decent team. Just, just enjoy that. If you really, if if you really want to test that, I guess somebody has tested that out. Eurogamers, like they're, they're gonna put that to the test. Well, anyways, so EA employees, you know, they they also, they, they, you know, gaming developers suffer. They suffer from crunch and things like that. You know, unfair business practices, employment practices. So sometimes they try to find a way to get something on the side and EA employees have been selling ultimate team cards you know in the in the black market I don't know what you call the black market I don't know if it's a dark web thing or if it's like an eBay thing but they've been selling ultimate team cards for thousands of dollars so people who are just addicted to ultimate team uh, EA employees have the power to give you exactly the players that you want it's like, hey, just you know, you front me a thousand bucks, I'll get you. A, I don't know, a good soccer player, Messi. Okay, that's the only one. I Ronaldo. Uh, Ronaldo, Pele. I think you can get the legendary players too. So you, I think that's I'll why you people want the ultimate teams, though. <sighs> ultimate team. I mean, come on, guys. We're from the era of the Xbox and the PS2 and the GameCube when everything was included in the game, with just for you know for fifty bucks brand new you got everything you got you got endless entertainment for years so now oh boy i, I hear an echo you guys hear that a little bit uh is it one of your guys' speakers because i'm hearing myself i got the headphones in so i'm not sure okay andrew is it yours i don't think so uh maybe it's just me but anyways I got headphones in too. Okay, whatever. Well, this has been going down. And now EA is investigating. I'm sure they're going to ban some people who may have bought their way to a, a better team. But it just it just goes to show. It's another one of those things that's like, ah, this is why simulation sports games are, are not as, it's not as good and as fun to do as, as it was two generations ago. So unfortunately, this is the world we've been in since I think FIFA 09 was like the first game that started the whole ultimate team thing. And then it it 
invaded itself into Madden. And uh, this is where we're at. So, EA Sports. There you go. Congratulations, you guys. Continue to suck. All right. You guys it's are in the game. They, yeah, they are consistent. That's for sure. There's one thing we do have to commend them for. They are consistent. Okay. Ooh, I have a bit of a treat for Andrew. Okay. So, man, that, that, oh, that echo is getting to me. Um, trying to figure out what that is. Is that a bird? That's a bird in my place. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh wow, I'm just hearing all kinds of stuff now. Let me lower this. Okay. So. Uh, let's see. We are going to. Where's better known minor league team? I had one. Where is that? Well, whatever. I'll just do it now. I'll find the graphic later. Better known minor league team. You know, we have, I haven't done this in forever. Where we talk about minor league teams across uh, the, the entire landscape, and we're, we're, because of Oral Roberts, the whole Tulsa love. We're gonna give more Tulsa love to the Tulsa to Tulsa Oilers. Ooh, all right. Welcome to All Tulsa, right, I can dig everybody. It. Tulsa. I mean, we've already done the drillers, so it's only natural we go back and we do the Oilers. So they're a professional ice hockey team in the ECHL right now. I remember the days when they were in the CHL. Indeed. Well, the, this version of the Oilers was established in 1992. Yes, Andrew, the CHL, the Central Hockey League. 1992 through 2014 and then that that league folded and some of those teams moved on over to the ECHL including the Tulsa Oilers but the Tulsa Oilers name has been in Tulsa Oklahoma since 1928 there have been several uh, minor league teams that have taken the Oilers name and this is just the the newest in a long line of of Tulsa Oilers they are currently the affiliate of the Anaheim Ducks and the, I guess, the, the AHL San Diego Gulls. This version of the Oilers has not won a Kelly Cup, a championship. And this version of the Oilers, I do have uh, one of their notable coaches, head coaches in the past, was Gary Unger, who at one time held the NHL Ironman record from 1979 through 1987. So there you go, and, and I guess because recently they are, they've entered the ECHL. They haven't had a long line of history for, especially with the Ducks, to have guys be brought up to the NHL level. So it's, but it's only a matter of time. And the Ducks haven't been very good lately, so we probably will be seeing guys moving up the ranks, starting in the ECHL and then moving to the AHL and then up to the NHL. They play at the BOK Center. I like that name, by the way. <laughs> That's a good name. BOK Center, Tulsa, Oklahoma, opened in 2008. Capacity of 70,096 for hockey. Uh, the only trivia I got here, let's see, uh, it's a sports trivia. They, ho they, have, they have hosted some OKC Thunder games. They've hosted a couple of Dallas Stars preseason games as well. Some college basketball games. The Tulsa Shock and the WNBA played there from 2010 to 2015. They had WWE Live back in 2016. 
And a bunch of concerts, you know. And Paul McCartney, Billy Joel, Garth Brooks, Hanson. Y'all remember Hanson? Oh, yeah. yeah Hanson's from Tulsa. Yeah. I, I, there you go. I know where they lived back in the day. That sounds creepy. <laughs> they, well, I know where they live. Are you a groupie? Tulsa, You're a Hanson grouper? Despite its size, Tulsa's a relatively small town. Mm. Okay. So, mbop. That, that mm. doobop. So, Ima- imagine how crazy that was living in Tulsa when they were breaking out. Oh, boy. Would have heard that everywhere, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or their underrated gem this time around. But you guys aren't real Hanson fans. Mm. I know I this time not. around. Come on. I love this time around. <laughs> <laughs> now it's in my head like i literally hate this show sometimes because now we got the radar and now i'm like i was going from umbop and i was like hey charles remember when it's like 2001 and they tried again and i got it to trl and all that stuff i'm like now you I, I distinctly i distinctly remember um remember when pizza hut actually had in-person restaurants oh boy like the, the the big giant one with the the, the roof the and everything. That they had, I right? think didn't uh was it Craig Robertson just do a commercial where he's in yeah. one? And you have those the lamps and everything that said Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't do that no more. That's for sure. Um, get all vaccinated, well, folks. Get your vaccines, day, everybody. Um, well, and they also remember they used to have uh, like jukeboxes. Dear God, look at them as adults. Dear Lord. Bring that up on the big screen, Francisco. Look at this. There they are as grown men. Wow, they... They they do not look like healthy people, man. Oh, it's, it's all it's all that drug running that, Char- that uh, Andrew's been doing. You know? <laughs> In Tulsa, you got two he, things. He owns Tulsa. That's why, you know, he, he's got his operation there. He's got his operation there. All right. Oh, by the way, you, uh, you inspired me, so now I'm playing NHL 21 as Tulsa. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought I inspired you to do something else, but I'm like, oh, I'm watching Breaking to Bad right the, now. <laughs> to go on the straight and narrow, turn yourself in, Andrew. Now he's going to go down like Breaking Bad. That's, that's how it's going to go down. Go down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think that that'll get us over to the halfway point, guys. So it is time for a word from our non-sponsors, people and places and things and concepts that we have been enjoying over the last week. Who wants to start this week? Anybody? Uh, I started last week, so... Okay. Okay, all right. So... We could say we've been enjoying it for the last week, but I think finally we're going to be saying something that I've been attempting to enjoy and I have enjoyed for the last almost two months, two months to this day. So finally, my non-sponsor is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. 66 hours. 66 hours it took just to beat like the main story. And you guys have been with the progress in the group chat, sometimes on the show getting in there and i'm playing it right now because there's like some end game content that i kind of do need for me to fully feel finalized but assassin's creed is a very weird you know situation gaming for me and this is the year of the long game 
So the backlog's not really getting chopped away as much as it used to be. But Odyssey, I heard great things about it. It was in the Greek world, Greek mythology. Your boy loves that. Um, so he's like, okay, I'll definitely give it a shot. They changed some of the mechanics. Because I remember when it originally came out, 316 and the PS3, and I enjoyed 1 and 2. I did not care for 3 at all. And one that is presumably a lot of people's favorite game was Black Flag, and I couldn't stand Black Flag. Oh, I'm a pirate. Oh, hey, I'm going to go and be on there. I did for like eight hours, and I'm like, I don't care. And so I skipped Unity, and I skipped um, what was Syndicate, because Unity was just buggy, because Ubisoft was EA for a while and just not providing you with fully completed stuff. No one beats Bethesda in a bug-filled game, but you know, a half-baked Bethesda game could still be entertaining. And then I got Odyssey like three years ago, and that's, that's the backlog. We're coming in full circle. And I always knew it was kind of long. And I started playing it after I beat Breath of the Wild. Um, that was going to be my next big game. And we know your boy loves Breath of the Wild. Love it. I'm going to revisit that um, right before if I can again. But, you know, I, I played some DLC to get into it. But then I got to Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And being able to venture in as my own assassin with pretty enjoyable combat could be a little bit better with the engine but mind you this game came out three years ago which means it was probably in development for three years prior in the greek world some good tongue-in-cheek humor um it's beautiful they really did try their best to kind of get there i forgot that assassin creed games kind of take place not just at the ancient times but with the little side stories with the templars and the um the brotherhood and all that so that took me out for a loop it dragged for like the first 15 hours as most as most like large scales epics do but i'm on like hour 67 and hopefully i can resolve all this by hour 75 if i'm just going to kind of do it continuously through the show but it's been enjoyable you can pick as one or two characters alexios or cassandra i chose cassandra because she's canon the ending that i picked was a little unsatisfactory because i want good guy but um I, I like for what it brings in. I like some of the political play. And there is some moments where it's very engrossing. And, you know, it's just one of those things. Once we get past hour 15, I've just been there. And I'll play for, like, hours on that. It's weird. So I've been looking forward to it. I'm playing it right now. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's probably, like, 15 or $20 now. Valhalla just came out. Um, I don't know how much that ties into their controlling storylines. Because I believe there's a continuous thread. But... I'll tell you now, if you just want something that's more independent of the Assassin's Creed's that don't continue it really in the main crutch of things, consider this. I think it's a good price. And I think I paid like $25 for it three years ago. So to be able to invest this time and amount of money, and it's a little bit of good mechanics, I say give it a shot because it definitely wasn't going to be that thing I was looking fully into all that time ago. But now I'm just thoroughly enjoying it and I like it. So Assassin's Creed Odyssey promo code um yeah, promo code homer there i'll, I'll bring it all together with greek mythology mm, okay he was the one who wrote the odyssey and the iliad and all that mm -hmm. okay all right so let's let's say i'll do mine so guys you, you know my favorite my favorite entertainment platform of choice is youtube I'll watch YouTube videos over anything on any of those, you know, cable networks and things like that. I like me some videos. I like me some stuff. So I guess my recommendations have finally landed me upon another YouTuber that I've just kind of been binging his content over the last week. 
and his name is the Act Man. Act Man? Yeah, Act as A C T, the Act Man. Act Man. Mm hmm. So he does video game related content. And of course, y'all know me. I love my video games and stuff. And, and he's got some pretty darn good videos. Pretty darn good videos about, uh, you know, hey, look. Uh, he does, yeah, Call of Duty games and Fallout. You know, he, we went, he went through the, the Cyberpunk 2077 review, and it's like, okay, that, all those hilarious glitches and stuff. Uh, you know, a bunch of games that I probably am never going to play, but it's always nice to hear some of the reviews that he does have. He likes Nintendo games. I like Nintendo games. So I've uh, just been enjoying some, some really good content from him. He's got some, some funny stuff. He's a. He's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. Knows uh, some sort of martial arts and stuff. And he, he defends the gaming lifestyle from people that, that uh, he always, he has some like videos to counter people and their points of, you know, hating on video games or hate for, for whatever reason. Because, uh, oh, only losers play video games. Or, oh, only, only uh, video games make people violence and stuff like that. And he'll, he has some pretty nicely uh, made videos responding to such accusations like oh, video games i've been playing video games for years and and i don't feel like going out and you know murdering everybody what about other forms of medias and stuff like that so they you know that a bunch of arguments like that and and uh, good content good content from the act man yeah that's that's all i got for you guys uh, promo code act man all right, man. You actually, Francisco, inspired me to go with a YouTuber for uh, mine. His name is Let's Game It Out. Uh, well, the guy's actual name is um, Josh, but his channel is called Let's Game It Out. Um, I guess in short, he pushes video games to their limits, often gets them to crash. Um, and he plays games as they were absolutely not intended to be played. And it is freaking hilarious. I already, this first video, I built an unethical zoo where nobody is safe. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty accurate. Um, it's, it's hilarious. It, it, it takes me a second to kind of go against my um, my base instinct of, oh, God, what is he doing? But then once I get past that, it's just hilarious to see someone just going insane with these games. Uh, games that I probably will never play, um, but it's it's definitely entertaining to see what is possible with these games i built a theme park that ends reality in planet coaster <laughs> that's funny he's definitely got to be playing these on pcs with, yeah with some mods or something like that not really he oh. usually doesn't mod the game he oh, just, okay. just takes it to the limits like you said he just, he just pushes it beyond um that's all really I can say uh, without the, honestly you just have to go and watch him he's funny um, so anyway let's game it out highly recommended promo code death roller coaster <laughs> yes 
<laughs> I trained in Ocean Monument in Minecraft Hardcore. Oh, no, that's a different channel. Never mind. I built a theme park of perpetual torment. <laughs> oh, boy. That sounds great. This episode of Sports Goofs is brought to you by Bookstop. Bookstop is an app that helps people create routines and stick to them. This makes it extra helpful for people with ADHD, but anyone interested in improving their routines can benefit from it. The app is currently in beta, and they're looking for about 100 people to test it out. Go check out our description for this episode for the link to be one of the testers. Thank you to Bookstop. Now, guys... In true me fashion, I was able to procure a last-minute guest. Ah, okay. All right. Um, it probably won't be long. It'll it'll depend on what they have to say. But if you guys are interested, okay. Uh, what's long? Okay. Uh, How are we bringing them in here? Um, they are going to join us via text in the chat. Oh, okay. That's oh, that's interesting. <laughs> All right, so I guess while you're setting that up, Andrew, I guess I can I can knock out another small segment to bridge this over. Sure. All right, so let's so that's that's it for our non-sponsors, folks. Okay. So let's let's move on to let's see. Did, did you go, girl? Did that? Let's go to ah. How about some uncultured swine? Uh, Always good to learn a little stuff today. Yeah, we were learning, learning about different teams in in different countries. It's not just about us and our... Yeah, Americans are always caring about ourselves and nobody else. How about we learn about the people from outside our borders? And we're we're heading... This one's going to be easy. Heading up to the Great White North. We're going to do a... CFL franchise, the Montreal Alouettes. Alright, the Montreal Alouettes. They are a CFL team. Play out in Montreal, Quebec. This version of the Alouettes was established in, and this where their website does not work on Sports Goose. That's interesting. So, okay. Well, they they were established in 1996 originally as the Baltimore Stallions. They were the Baltimore Stallions back in 1994-95. They became the only American CFL team. That was when the CFL was trying to expand to the USA. The only American CFL team to, to win the Grey Cup. So that was uh, the, the downtime between the Baltimore Colts leaving and the Baltimore Ravens moving on in. So that's why they had a team in Baltimore. But as soon as the Ravens or as soon as the Browns announced that they were moving to Baltimore, they, they, they knew they couldn't compete. So they, were, they moved on back to Canada and became another iteration of... Of the Alouettes, the Alouettes were first a team back in 1946, then to 1981, and then a second team was established, became the, that were originally the Concords, and then changed back their name to the Alouettes up until 1987. So there you go. So then the 
They've got seven Grey Cup championships across the entire history of of the team. So I think they, they have claimed the history of those past Montreal teams. The current version has won three Grey Cups, and their last one was back in 2010. They play at Molson Stadium, which is in Montreal, which opened back in 1915. Capacity of 23,420. Blaze it. Nice. Home to <laughs> it's home to McGill University, and the also the Montreal the the Montreal Royal of the I didn't know this was a league either. We might have to learn about these guys. The Montreal Royal of the American Ultimate Disc League. That's a tongue twister right so, there. Yeah, there there is professional ultimate frisbee out there, guys. So the and the this place also hosted the field hockey tournament in the 1976 olympic games montreal this is this has been their historical home for the longest of times the newest version of this team originally played out at olympic stadium and shared with the expos for quite a bit maybe a couple seasons but then there was i think there was uh what was it there was I, I, they they were having trouble drawing people over to Olympic Stadium because Olympic Stadium is kind of a dump. So they moved back to this old stadium and people liked it more, the historical and stuff like that. However, all of their playoff games, they play out at Olympic Stadium because it's just bigger. They could fit more people. And one of the controversies when the team moved back to Molson Stadium was that their team was sponsored by Labatt. And Ooh. from, 2000, from 90, 1996 to 2014, and Labatt is the competitor in the Canadian beer market to Molson. Of course, the Molson Stadium was not named after the company; it was named after the guy who founded the company. So there you go. But yeah, that, that was it. Was kind of a funny thing. They were sponsored by Labatt, but played at Molson. But now they're sponsored by Budweiser, so it doesn't even matter anymore. And this is one of the few stadiums. It, actually, the only one left in the CFL that has rounded end zones because it is on a university campus and there's a track around it. So the track cuts off the end zones. And, of course, a CFL field is much larger than a NFL slash college football field. So there you go with that. And that's those, that's the Montreal Alouettes. And you're on cultured swine. All right. How, how are we doing on the guest front, Andrew? She is here. Okay. Well, this is, I mean, it's kind of, we'll, we'll see how we work this. Yeah, I might yeah, have I, to. It shouldn't disrupt too much. Okay. Uh, I, I just don't want the long pauses of silence. That's the thing. But I, I guess I, I, we can edit it. Vixen Valerie do be here. Okay. Welcome, Vixen Valerie. To the goose nest. So, Charles Francisco, this week begins the Division One Men's and Women's Ice Hockey Championship. Ah, I actually had that written down in my notes. Unfortunately, our good friend BU, aka uh, our B, good friend BU, could not be here. But um, oh, women's is already over. Oh, I'm missed that memo uh hold on 
But yeah, I actually had that in my notes, Andrew. The, the, it starts this weekend. It starts this weekend. And of course, the Frozen Four this year is at PPG Paints Arena, home of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So yeah, there you go. And the women's the women's championship is over. Wisconsin beat Northeastern in overtime to win it. A bank shot and a horrible way to lose. According to, to Valerie here. So there you go. But yes, the, the men's tournament is about to get underway. And... Uh, that's my bad for for uh, not knowing not knowing that the women's was over. Uh, like I mentioned to her, we are not 100% organized all the time. Well, I am semi-organized for this, Andrew. Well, we've got the different regionals here. I guess we can go one by one. In so I'll, I'll introduce the, the regions and then we'll get some analysis. All right. So um, Fargo. We'll with, let's see what the name is. We got Fargo here. I'm, I'm going off of the NCAA's page right here. They got Fargo out in Fargo, North Dakota. Funny that North Dakota is also playing there so that you have essentially home ice advantage. There you go. But they are number one seed in this region. They're going to face off against American International this Friday. The Yellow Jackets, based out of uh, Springfield, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. This is their second NCAA tournament appearance. Their first coming last year, quote-unquote, in 2019. So, Valerie, what can you tell us about this matchup between North Dakota? They changed their name, right? They're like the Eagles or something, something like that. They're now the uh, Fighting Hawks. The they Fighting Hawks. The fighting, Sioux. They used to be the Fighting Sioux. Mm -hmm. uh, that changed, I want to say, in 2013. Yeah, back in the, the grand sweep mm -hmm. of uh, removing native names. Oh, that's perfect. The Heat are losing. Great. <laughs> oh, boy. The Heat are playing. The Panthers are playing. I'm keeping an eye on that. And the Magic are playing. Out of Atlantic Hockey, a longtime D1 doormat that over the last few years has come into their own. But North Dakota has been a death star all season, and with home ice, they should win. But we all said that before, said that before AIC's famous upset of top seed St. Cloud State in 2019. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see some March Madness on the ice as well as on the court. Interesting. Uh, North Dakota's 21-5-1. American International's 15-3-0. Uh, they have come into their own. Okay. And let's see. North Dakota, 33rd appearance. <laughs> yeah. First time, apparently, their first time in the tournament since 2017. Uh, until the conference tournament, AIC hadn't played in literally a month. Yikes. Varus, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, there you go. All right. So it, it's it's I guess North Dakota is the heavy favorite. 
given that she literally called him a death star. <laughs> and then it looks like they're the number one overall seed. Yeah, they are. Uh, they number are. Number overall seed. Um, their last game before the tournament was like January 30th or something. They came out super rusty. That's going to be, oh boy, that's going to be quite interesting. That'll be tough. Yeah. Uh, and I think most of the game, um, let me see, hold on. Uh, I know that ESPN has started airing a lot of uh, the D1 tournament games. Who would be their Luke Skywalker if they are the Death Star? Fair question. It is a fair question. Every Death Star has a Luke Skywalker. There's got to be a secret vent somewhere in there, right? To shoot into. Okay. And then, I guess while we're at it, what are your thoughts on the other Midwest region matchup, which is between... Michigan versus... Michigan and Minnesota Duluth. Minnesota Duluth. Well, screw Michigan this week. I tell you that much. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna translate that over to their hockey team, their basketball team, and their hockey team. Both can go down. And then let's go through the rest of. Um, and here's something interesting. There were a couple of teams that had to um, be taken out. I know it says St. Lawrence, which was the ECAC champion, uh, had to withdraw as a result of uh, COVID, uh, positive virus testing. Let's they were replaced by Quinnipiac. It's Michigan's got, let's see, how many guys are on their squad that were drafted by NHL teams. They've got about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys on their squad drafted by NHL teams. Whilst Minnesota Duluth has nine as well. Nine as well. So that should be fun. Mm-hmm. I just want to see, okay. see is anybody yeah, American International only has one guy. <laughs> that's uh, drafted by an NHL team. The Hurricanes drafted Jake uh, Kucharski, and he's the, the goalie. So there you go. Wallace. Owen Power hasn't been drafted yet, but he's going to be a high pick this North year. Dakota is just full of NHL draft picks. That is already a massive advantage there. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 guys on North Dakota's team that are NHL draft picks. So here's some interesting news. I'm looking. So every game, all 15, or however, uh, let's see, 1, 2, 4, five, Yeah, so all 15 games are being... Um, <laughs> Will's drafted goalie was their third screener this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, some guys are on these on these teams that were drafted way back. And some of these, uh, there's one team that has a guy that was drafted back in 2016. That's that's on their squad. Who is that? Uh, on North Dakota, yeah. Yeah, Peter Tomei. And I would assume he's not related to Jim Tomei. 
but who knows? The Ralph is insane. BU has told me some horror stories about that facility and its uh, uh, its namesake, but I digress. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are your thoughts? Uh, or it'll probably be quicker for her to see if I text, type it in. Mm-hmm. So here's an interesting uh, note. West uh, Regional, where are we going? Thanks to uh, the wonder that is uh, Wikipedia, we know who their their broadcast broadcast crews are going to be. Seems like the A team is going to be in the East Regional, which is being held in Bridgeport. Uh, that's going to have John Buchagross, Barry oh. Melrose, and oh. Colby Cohen. I don't know who that is. Uh, Colby Cohen, uh, former professional ice hockey defenseman, played in the NHL with the Abs, uh, AHL with the Providence Bruins. He's currently a college hockey uh, analyst, uh, college hockey and color of college ice hockey. An NHL color analyst for Westwood One, which mm-hmm. is a radio station, yep. uh, uh, and ESPN, and a studio analyst for the Flyers. Um, Thirty-one years old, so he was not in the league that long. Um, but that's definitely a team is going to be in the East, which I guess makes sense because Bridgeport is right next to uh, Bristol. Uh, okay. Minnesota Omaha is interesting. Omaha was one of the last teams in this year. Uh, Minnesota State Quinnipiac should be fun too, although Minnesota State has a history of constantly choking in the first round every year. Uh, but here's a, also about Colby Cohen. He scored the OT. Aha! I remember that one. That was a huge, huge moment. I'll have to show you guys that, that clip. That was a, a famous moment. Uh, and for the record, Miami, Ohio, not University of Miami. Um, because UM sucks. Um, we don't and- do ice in South Florida, boys. <laughs> and they have a club team. That's all. That's the most sure. that, the, that they have. And then here's an interesting one. Midwest Regional, so the aforementioned Fargo Regional. One of the commentators is Leah Hextall. Is that Ron Hextall's daughter? Granddaughter. Granddaughter? Dear Lord. Sheesh. Oh, boy. Oh, wait. No, no. Hold on. Hold, Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. No, sorry. Uh, hold on. Her, sorry, her grandfather. Okay, hold on. Rewind. Her grandfather, Brian Hextall, was named to the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1969. Nice. Her cousin is Ron Hextall. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I I, I don't know what level of cousinage. Um, I was gonna say he 
he's awfully young to be a grandfather, but that makes a lot more sense. Um, Saved. Uh, so she's written more here. So once again about Minnesota State. They laid an egg in the WCHA semifinals after running away with the regular season for the umpteenth time, and they got crushed by Northern Michigan. So like they're like the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> they're just good in the regular season, and then everything falls apart in the playoffs. Let's see, NMU Wildcats. Let's see how what kind of upset we're talking about here. Um. Minnesota State. Five to one. Woof. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a, a crush there. Um, probably. All right, let's see. So next up for us, I suppose, will be well, we just talked about the A team being in the uh the East. Uh, so let's talk about the East Regional. That is going to be number it the number four, number one seed. Uh, Wisconsin, UMass, Lake Superior State. UMass is the Hockey East, uh, their champion. Lake Superior State is their is the WCHA tournament champion. And then I am going to butcher this name. I think it's Bemidji State. Yeah, we went through this. We went through the 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 different college hockey teams once before, and that was like the one we got hung up on. I'm sure Name she'll wise. be able to correct me. You got it. Woo! All right. <laughs> I I I am very proud of that, as these guys can attest. I. I try to get this, the pronunciation of names correct. Okay. So what are your thoughts on the East there? And then Bridgeport I guess we'll roll right quickly into the remaining. So it's, we've done Fargo, Bridgeport, um, Loveland, and then... Albany is the last one, including. So we've got Boston College, St. Cloud State, our friend BU's beloved Terriers. (laughs) BU's beloved BU. And Notre Dame. Um, First time in a quarter century, though, through the auto bed, they probably weren't getting in. Yikes. Uh, the let's see 1996 so that means uh yeah kids the the players were not alive the last team last time this team got in (laughs) sounds like the florida panthers uh okay so Well, that's funny, though, because the last time the Panthers were in the Stanley Cup was in 1996. I know. I know. So I wonder if this is... Uh... No, they didn't score that knocked them out was Martin St. Louis. <laughs> for, the, for the Catamounts, Vermont. Yeah. 
And also a Hockey Hall of Famer now. So there you go. It all comes full circle. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah, most fans see the region as a formality. And her alma mater. Very nice. All right. We, <laughs> is, is Vermont part of uh, the uh, Goose Nation yet? It, no, not yet. They I have, guess we not can, part of it. I guess we can consider Vermont part. <laughs> we'll annex them. <laughs> Just invade <laughs> Vermont and annex them without their their consent. Oh boy. Oh the boy. hostile takeover. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're at 26 states, 28 countries now. Yeah, that's where we're at right now. That's interesting. We're more countries than we are in states. Yeah, well. We'll see. That's because we bash a lot. We had, we had a good week. We had a good week, listenership-wise. So <laughs> we had a good week. For reals. So, okay. So I guess, so I guess last week, so... We'll briefly discuss the uh, the the Northeast. So that's BC, SCSU. This is all at large bids. Um, big Ten had a big uh, <laughs> big um, Big Ten big tournament. Literally a quarter of the teams are from the Big Ten. Mm. Um, Michigan was the was an at large. Minnesota was the tournament champion. Then you've got whiskey, Wisconsin, and uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's kind of interesting. Although I'm going to be honest, in football, if they're going to go into any any conference, they've got to go into the Big Big Ten. That's their geographic footprint. Not this whole ACC mumbo-jumbo whatchamacallit. Yeah. Okay. So those are all of the regions then. They uh, start this weekend. Right? Friday's the first games? Uh, sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. they're uh, Notre Dame is the team that's in because St. Lawrence pulling out. Uh, we've seen years where the last team in that sneaks in barely goes on to win the whole damn thing. Yale in 2013, probably this 2015. Uh, be on their game after losing a thrilling double OT heartbreaker. Uh, so find the highlights if you can go. Okay. And then the last but not least question that I'm sure is, well, at least on my mind, who does she have winning it all? And I'm sure we can revisit this. Um, yeah, once we get to the Frozen Four. They're, they have a long break. Uh, they're getting all the way to the, they're going through the first two rounds this weekend. Um, then it looks like they have a full week off then the semis are on the 8th and the championship is on the 10th uh i'm definitely going to be tuning in to as many as many as 
many of these games as I can, and I'll probably be chatting along on their on the College Hockey Discord channel. Uh, haven't figured out my bracket yet. North Dakota, BC, Minnesota have been the big three all year, but it's 2021, so weird stuff can happen. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's like the motto of the last two last two years. Weird stuff can happen. Yeah. The Panthers are good, <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, they're losing right now to Chicago, but but being down one nothing hasn't really phased them this season. It's like okay, uh, we'll just wait and see. But yeah, Panthers are good right now, and the Lakers have fallen apart without LeBron and AD, and that's always fun to watch. That's always fun to watch. <laughs> you know, it's it's basically the same thing as Cleveland. You know, just LeBron goes down, the whole freaking thing falls apart. <laughs> They are the they are Cavaliers West. Looking forward to well, the madness. I want to. Uh, I know it was really quick notice, and I th- thank her for coming on, mm-hmm. Valerie. I, I know it was kind of pulling a fast one, and you guys and her, but it's like we've got a major tournament coming up. Let's just touch on it a little bit if we can. Uh, and so we did. Okay. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Too. I, I had it in my notes, but I didn't know we would bring somebody on. So thank you, Valerie, for popping on over real quick. And I guess, yeah, we'll revisit this, especially once the Frozen Four is about to get started out in Pittsburgh. Okay. I wonder if Sydney Crosby would attend. Probably not. What? I wonder if Sydney Crosby would attend. No. I bet the, the Pens will probably be on the road. When that's going mm. down, so oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. No, no way, no way. So and yeah, she just followed us right there. Look at that. Look at the nice Woo-hoo. smiley face right there. So thanks, thanks, Valerie. Every once in a while, why did I have this under uncultured swine? I hate this. <laughs> I forgot to change the freaking graphic. Oh, uh, fun fact: Crosby's sister played for St. Cloud State's women's team. Oh, okay. There you go. All right, so that's uh, the NCAA hockey tournament. Oh, we're if since we're on the hockey the, the hockey side, and then I guess we're talking about a bunch of guys in college that are a bunch of them are already NHL prospects. There was a big change to the NHL draft process that went down uh, today. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, the NHL does run on a lottery. But there have been concerns over tanking, and there have been concerns over teams, the Edmonton Oilers, who consistently win the number one overall pick. And the NHL just made a big change to avoid that. Uh, And I, after this, we have to talk about the Deshaun Watson thing. All right, so I'm going to talk about this real quick. Because I know Charles has been sitting on it for the last week, and we got to talk about it, okay? And then we'll we'll head on over to the cage after that. It sounds good, guys. Sounds good. Yeah. So uh, Pierre LeBron, who's basically the NHL version of Woj, just uh, new changes to the to the draft process. Now, only the top two picks in the NHL draft will be quote unquote lottery picks. There you go. And uh, starting in 2022, with that draft, teams will only be able to move up 10 spots if they win the lottery. 
Meaning, if you are meaning 11 of the 16 teams that don't make the playoffs, since we'll have 32 come this upcoming season with Seattle coming in, uh, 11 of those 16 teams can potentially win the number one pick. And they are also going to limit how many lottery wins you can get by capping it at two within a five-year period. So none of this Edmonton Oilers number one pick, like what, four or five times over the course of eight years or something like that? None of that. Yeah. Taylor Hall, right? Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, Connor McDavid. Uh, well, I mean, how the, whoever. Uh, Nail like, Yakupov, he's one of them too. Yeah, sheesh, that, that's a name I haven't talked about in forever. <laughs> that could be a player remember to forget. Yeah, yeah, he is now. He is now. Uh, yeah, so bunch, bunch right there. And that's that was the, the change that was made most recently in the NHL. All right. So there's that. But, gentlemen, Deshaun Watson. Some controversy. Everything's going great out in Houston, isn't it? Ever ever since they won that World Series championship, things have been going going swell out in Houston. Well, as uh, Urinating Tree said, he thinks it's karma. (laughs) The succubus demands more. (laughs) So the... I mean, who wants to introduce this? Uh, there, there's a Charles. Do you want to introduce this? We got twelve. Yeah, Is it? It's I'll it's at twelve, delicate. right? Twelve lawsuits. It's at fourteen. Fourteen now. now. Okay. So, for those who have been kind of following the NFL world, Deshaun Watson, prior to the month of March, was everybody's critical darling. Everybody loved him, yeah. and the thing we wanted most for him was to what? Get the hell out of Houston. Yeah, that was essentially the whole basis of it, right? And then started coming the lawsuits, and they were saying that he was being. And there's, I've read like the few that they have made available, but not fully, um, just on the statements. But essentially, what happened is there was an attorney, Tony Busby, or Buzzy, I think it's Busby, out of Texas, um, who has filed multiple suits. Basically, long story short of it was saying that Deshaun was being inappropriate with women who worked at the massage parlors or the masseuse that he was attending to. And it went from being like one to three to now several. The most that he had disclaimed about was that someone had tried to contact him and tried to have a six-figure deal, which, you know, for the mathematicians here, we're talking about six figures. We don't, you don't have to undermine it to be 100000 It would be 999000 Mm-hmm. right it, it could be a large sum of money and to kind of um not bring a civil suit and this is always kind of a a delicate information or a delicate topic to kind of talk about because on one end the you know i i guess social justice warrior and all of us always kind of would be like oh you know there, there's a whole thing about the unspoken movements out there um there's a lot of victims who have been assaulted and they never had an opportunity to fully call out everything of that nature. And then Deshaun, the only thing he says, I respect women every day. I think to women, you know, this ain't me kind of thing. I look forward to facing it. And he's like the day of, he pulled a Nick Young, but instead of Nick Young looking like a, um, 
an idiot for lack of better word for everything put Dejan was kind of like I understand this is gonna blow back so let people hear it from me and I wanted to bring it up to mind for us because we're practicing attorneys we, well, we went to school for this um we come into it and I think what happens once it hit like allegations number seven that's where Twitter is such a very toxic environment, but everybody likes to play what? Legal lawyer. So I, I call it Twitter lawyer. And people also like to make um, assumptions of guilt or innocence. And the one thing I want to talk about, and part of it was in a way like my own goofs, we're going to be people who take things for face value because this is not a situation, full disclaimer, where we're deciding whether or not if these people who are accusing Deshaun Watson is our liars or not liars or Deshaun's a great guy or he can be a terrible guy. I really don't care, right? Let things come out. But the one thing I always want to educate the world on is that for a few bucks, a couple hundred dollars, you can file a lawsuit against somebody, right? And we've all, I practice in the civil world. I actually had a hearing today, which resolves, I can comment on it tentatively, where you had somebody who was the initial abuser and aggressor trying to use the legal system to abuse it on his end with either baseless claims or what have you. It's something that you often see reoccurring, not, not to touch on the particulars of it, but the point of being is that there are people who will file things that are not private allegations that will still open the filings. And in a civil court, when you're talking about personal suits against people, it takes time. These are not situations that are instantaneously resolved. It's a process that comes in. And if you're a defense attorney, you have to huh, file your proper motions, get things dismissed, go from there, make your pleadings, do your motion summary judgments, what have you. Look, kids, we actually see that there is some benefit to taking three years of law school because if I can recite these things to you, all right, FIU, good for you. Uh, you <laughs> real MVP. But it's a very drawn out process. The concerns I had, and really, it's kind of messy because you have a three, you have a, a three-way fight going on. You have Deshaun trying to clear his name or not get his name sullied worse. You have, it really feels like this attorney, the sex attorney Busby, is in this fight because I don't know. I'm gonna be a jerk and I'm just gonna say it. Is something kind of seems weird when it's one guy just kind of collecting people and trying to file lawsuits, right? Because what do we know about attorneys? We don't do this for free, boys mm-hmm. and girls. We do it for money. And, you know, depending on our retainer fee, well, I don't know what it is in Texas and Florida is what, 15 to 30% within reason? I mean, you practice immigration. I, I work for a nonprofit. So, yeah. you know, one of the benefits I love about working for a nonprofit is I don't have to be the billboard guy. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about the billings and stuff like that, but six-figure settlements for each individual on a cash-out payout for what to open a case file, depending is like $300, $400 just in our area. So it's really pennies compared to it. It kind of leaves a little unselling, and I think it was the third person this fight is the NFL because what do we know about the NFL? And I find this is where it gets super interesting. Are they, they're not doing an investigation. They're waiting to see how everything plies out. And with this Busby, he was talking about providing information to a grand jury to get Deshaun indicted. And I, I said it in the chat and I have no shame saying now, mm-hmm. that kind of feels like the intimidation factor because, and this is Florida, I don't practice in Texas, we go from there, but normally when it comes to proffering stuff for an indictment, it's usually who? A prosecutor, a district yeah. attorney right mm-hmm. so it, and i'm gonna say this also right now because i get to say it because i've been i've been saying it since we were law students 
there are bad attorneys out there. I'm not talking about bad as in skill level. There are like actually yeah. unethical people out there. Yeah, the attorney's just and trying to so, siphon money from people. And with the NFL being the third person in this race, it really is that go after the big this pockets. Culture, yeah, this y'all remember that, because, Professor oh, Roman. <laughs> yep, go for him deep. And the thing I would say is I, I'm very interested in seeing what the NFL does because they have had very inconsistent policies of any kind of abuse allegation, sexual allegation. Hell, they can't even make a proper determination of what they want to do with someone's abusing drugs. Look at Josh Gordon compared to Justin Blackman. So I'm sitting in the wayside. So it's very interesting, and I wanted to talk about just to be like, it is something I don't think we can shy away from from the NFL. We talked about the draft last week. But what happens is that Goodell has created arbitrary policies that he flips on often Mm -hmm. because I could foresee an incident where this can all come for naught. But these things might not be settled come September. And what punishment might be handled? Because Deshaun's already in one position against the team that he plays for in Texas. Oh, and by the way, the guy um, allegedly was friends with Cal McNair before he went um, and died from, you know, that, that's just from Charles's Twitter reading. But what is Goodell's thing? Because you want to be strong on certain things because he has been viewed as what on any act that of abuse of women? Weak, very weak and very inconsistent. And you're talking about a guy where there was no proof of or any criminal charges for Roethlisberger, but he still served a four-game suspension, right? And then you had the bungling of the domestic violence, Ray Rice, Adrian Peterson, we're going to give XYZ, whereas one is some guy knocked his wife out cold in an elevator, and Ray, of course, never got back into uh, the league, which is a good thing. And then you have Adrian Peterson, who maybe might have taken corporal punishment too far. In the state of Florida, corporal punishment is allowed to a degree. Everything has a two-degree thing. But he was still out for the season, put on leave, I believe. And then he's still allowed to kind of be like, he's still out there. So I'm interested to see what happens, because is Deshaun Watson going to be the guy who, if he's suspended, and this is what I would do if I was him, and I know I'm thinking about things down the future but you got to think about these things down the future hmm. is Deshaun going to be the guy or if he fa- if let's say civil charges result in nothing criminal charges result in it because remember nfl bylaws are not by the state's laws or anything of that nature it's by your bargaining agreements and all that um is he going to be the guy who tries to sue roger goodell <laughs> and i find it super but this is where all roads lead to because what happens if he's placed on administrative leave for any of that voidable contract guarantees disappear case in point what happened to isaiah wilson we just traded him to you guys he was doing some stuff that wasn't good he was a first round pick 20 something in the draft i think 28th you guys took him for pennies and released him for pennies because of his detriment and of his behavior and his unwillingness to cooperate with certain things um contract was voided those guarantees were voided Mm -hmm. deshaun is isaiah wilson was not making deshaun watson money Deshaun Watson is making huge money. All those yep. guarantees. And this is where my... And Houston's a very sleazy organization. They'd yeah, love to get out of it, that. It, and it makes me disgusted to say this, but this is where my legal mind foresees this. I kind of want to be the first person who puts out there as these are all possibilities. And mind you, full disclaimer, 
I only know what I know in this world. We only know what we know in this world. But I think this is something to keep a focus on because of how it's going to possibly build into things, right? With this three-way dance of what the NFL is going to do, what uh, what this attorney is planning to do with civil suit. And look, I'm telling it right now, people, if there is a base claim to go for it and it has its purpose, you go for it with it. That's the world. You know, you have the burn proof, you got to go from there. And then what Deshaun's going to go from there. And I find it interesting that this is not a situation if they're alleging all this other stuff that the district attorney has not provided with anything. Um, and working in the realm of any kind of sexual assault is kind of difficult for some courts um, in the civil and in the criminal aspect. I believe they have stated that they're not going to comment on it, that they're not going to um, communicate on they feel would be improper. So this is all very interesting because I say, let's not acknowledge it now for the concern, but let's look where it takes us, I would say um, six months from now, you know, because if there's anybody who is probably going to sue Roger Goodell and in the NFL because if he loses any of his guaranteed money, that's so much cash. This he's what in line for two hundred million more, yep. maybe. Yeah. Houston's intent on not trading him. What do you get out of it? So that's just my small thoughts on it. You know, whatever you guys want to contribute on, and talk about by all means. I, I just know it's a very situation that's not resolved. Yeah, resolved I'm just gonna wait and see. We'll wait and see what pops out, all right? But, okay. We are, uh, last few minutes of the show, guys. All right? Are we ready, Charles? We're ready. We're ready. It's going to be an interesting case. Let's take it. But let's take a let's take a flip side from a thing about impossibilities or we don't have the crystal ball to predict to something that we can always predict. Because welcome everybody, your weekly trueplex, the cage with Charles. Once again, as we always say in our standard disclaimers, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a stage fight. It is a song. It is a dance of rehearsal of brutality, beatdowns beautifulness it is a soap opera it's poetry emotion as we talk about it's about men and women chasing championships it's about people being the holy hell out of each other and trust me we're reserving that for the last portion of the cage and it's just about vince mcmahon always disappointing me even when i knew i should be disappointed so you let my expectations down going into it so let's talk about a few things fellas um Ironically, we're going to save AEW for last. It's been a while since we did that. Um, New Japan Cup. I hate I hate saying that I'm wrong. I, I, I hate it. it. It's terrible. It's terrible. I already had a little bit of humble pie, the second best pie in this world. Probably what? apple. I don't know. Probably apple for enough cinnamon, but I, I have to get into the pie world. I have to get into the pie world because I eat apple pie. I don't really care for cherry pie. You know, the song can go eat it i don't care but um but cherry but you know apple pie though not to go into american pie but apple pie is just good you buy it because you want it you have hard day it works nutritious it's what you have on um thanksgiving other holidays humble pie is basically like cleansing your toxins of your body of being just a stubborn a-hole so i gotta eat some humble i ate some humble pie earlier when i was saying what's your march madness that was a lie um, it was entertaining. And my humble pie comes to the New Japan Cup. I had said three weeks ago, Shingo Tatagi, my dude, that I was you know big fan of, was going to win it. I forgot all about Will Ospreay. Damn it, I forgot all about Will Ospreay, boys. Why did I forget about Will 
Osprey. Will Osprey is it because I forgot about Will Osprey because of the fact that his Wrestle Kingdom match with Kazuka Okada meant nothing because he lost and they haven't revisited it yet? But was the person at the New Japan Cup, whoever won the cup, basically gets that nice big old trophy and gets to go against the unified champion of Kota Ibushi, who is now the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion at April 4th at Genesis. So, Shingo Takagi beats Evil. Um, Will Ospreay beats Sonata, Shingo's teammate. And I didn't see the full match. I didn't pirate it. But Shingo and Osprey, from what I saw, put on a banger of a match. I sent you guys a clip because to give you an insight about Takagi, he's a little bit of everything. Some power, some technical, knows how to tell stories, can chop you pretty hard. He's a former openweight, never openweight champion. Well, Osprey is the aerial assassin. Very flippy. He had some, uh, you know, crap put onto him from the days when him and Ricochet were going against each other um, in New Japan. But I sent you guys, what was it, where he was going to the ropes. Shingo was trying to follow him. He ducked, he flips over the ropes, and then he hits him with an os cutter, which is a springboard stunner. It was beautiful. It's a work of beauty. And when I ever get off my high knee and I just get New Japan World, $9.99, I believe, I'll just watch the match. Well, there you go. There's the clip. Isn't, I mean, guys, that's why we say it's that's a little some, bit back or That's some video right game there. stuff right there. Yeah, that's some video game stuff. Well, you know, Shingo is not WWE 2K20, that, but, you know, <laughs> oh, they, they they're not glitching out. That awesome, <laughs> right? That's a great catch. But stuff like that makes you appreciate wrestling because. There's timing, and then there's faith. And this is a trust ball, basically at its finest, kicking into it. But it was an entertaining match. Well, Osprey wins. Big sad. Big sad. Because I was right about Coda, you guys, winning the G1. I don't, I don't like being wrong, but I'm biased. Sometimes I gotta be wrong. And sometimes, you know, I was so stubborn on Shingo that I said I would not enjoy who won New Japan. But Will Ospreay wins, and it kind of fits better than Shingo. Shingo's a babyface, man. Whether or not you want to admit it, Shingo's a, a babyface at the end of the day. Osprey isn't. He turned heel, and then he even further solidified his heel. And this caused to more controversy. So maybe it's appropriate that it went from Deshaun Watson this. So after the match, he cuts his promo. Koda comes out with his two belts. They need to make a new belt. Um, side note, everything in New Japan is like a faction these days. That's always how they've been. So in his faction is the Empire. There we go. You beat me to the punch, Francisco. There's the Empire of Jeff Kapp, who I like, and then Great O'Karn. So he goes, and his girlfriend, Bea Priestley, I think she's his wife now, but Will Ospreay's um, significant other, Bea Priestley. And he goes to Coda and says, I will do anything for that title. And then he hits a cutter on Bea, and the whole message is, if I'm willing to hurt her, there's nothing to stop me from hurting you. And it's kind of hit that split controversy a little bit because what are we trying to avoid? Violence against women. Um, what is it that we're also telling in wrestling? It's a soap opera. And what is Waspray's role in this game? Heel. Heel, aka bad guy. Villain. Don't you want to see him lose now after he did this? So I thought it was good, interesting drama that you don't necessarily get in. New Japan. You get it, obviously, WWE. Hell, they had Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. Don't get me started on Fastlane. It's coming. Um, but I think when you're talking about somebody whose heel turn has capped for the last several months to come into it to say, hey, in the championship, he's holding the Rev Pro, the British Rev Pro, um, British Heavyweight Championship. Because, you know, you get cross promotions. It's familiar, as we know, with the big surging of New Japan, Impact, and AEW. But I think for 
a lot of times New Japan is great about the storytelling in the ring. And it's more of the fight than the soap opera or the entertainment in wrestling value. Uh, I think this adds an additional layer because what's another thing about Will Ospreay? He is the Gaijin. He's the guy that's from out of the country. He's supposed to be kind of like that that outside influence to come into it. And I think they're going to put on a banger of a match. I do not see Osprey winning. I don't think it's the right moment yet because how can you have Osprey win and beat Coda when Coda's reign needs to be long? You're already messed up on the booking of not just Naito as a champion, but also of um, Evil when he was pulling double belts. But Coda deserves his long reign. And you have a chance of really just kind of mucking things up because – in my head, the way they always do New Japan, it's like pure rankings, man. So if he couldn't beat Kazuko Okada, who is arguably the greatest, aside from uh, Anoki and a few other ones, Grey Muda, as IWGP champions, heavyweight champions, why should I believe he's going to beat Kazuka, or not Kazuka, um, Koda completely? Because it's Alliance of Session, because in New Japan, it's like the next step up is always going to be that great challenger. But I think it's good drama work unless your end game is that Will takes off a coda because you're setting up for Kazuka and Osprey come next year at Wrestle Kingdom. And the reason why it matters, and I should have mentioned this because, you know, if I plan things, I would. Okada and um, Osprey were in the same faction. They were in chaos. So what is Charles Love? Long-term storytelling. <laughs> yeah. So if that's your long-term storytelling, I can live with it and I can accept it. And that'd be pretty cool. WWE had a pay-per-view this weekend, boys. Fast Lane. I did not watch it. I know what kind of happens. I'm going to watch it Friday. Um, Why Friday? Because I want to watch... Yeah, I'm just watching it Friday. Me and my buddy are just going to kind of stream it over Peacock. Um, because now my, P- my WWE... Side, side note, my network has now been canceled. Um, because now that they moved over to Peacock, they've terminated it, so they've sunsetted it. So now I have to get Peacock. So for anybody out there who hasn't gotten that email yet, so I feel like I'm a WWE spokesman, which disgusts me, but I'm a fair human being. Um, they're offering, for those existing WWE network people who are doing like auto renewal, I was, first four months of Peacock for $2.50. So do that deal, because you're telling me I'm going to get all of that and it's just going to cost me two bucks and 50 cents a month because with Peacock, they're going to have Peacock premium for four bucks or 499. And then I'm probably just going to get the Peacock plus premium plus for 10 bucks, because even though they're not going to live stream or if they could put commercials in the WWE pay-per-views, the same price I was paying for the network. Um, I can get all the NBC shows or whatever without ads. So it's the same. It's, it's like a balancing act for me. But Fastlane, they did their stream with that and Peacock and Network at the same time. To my knowledge, there was some technological issues with Peacock. Fastlane's kind of one of those you-don't-watch-pay-per-views. It's been like that for the last couple of years. I don't necessarily – I haven't. I didn't watch Fastlane last year, and I don't know if I watched it the year before. There's some pay-per-views I skip out. I normally skip out, actually, Elimination Chamber and Fastlane because they're just fluff and buff to the road to WrestleMania. I did watch this year's Elimination Chamber. I liked it, but I didn't watch last year's. Um, but there was a couple of matches that weren't really having a big significant impact going to WrestleMania. WrestleMania is in two weeks, boys. 
that whole week is just, I'm going to have to call off of work. But like, listen, I got to do my other secondary job that I don't get paid for instead of just getting yelled at by imaginary people who don't even follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, Charles the True, Daphne Holies, um, FJOJR, Sports Goose, all those fun things that we love and talk about. See, I probably meant I'm so good at it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so it's one of those things there because they're doing the two-night takeover, one on um, USA and then one on Peacock for the NXT takeover. Stan Deliver, we'll talk about that in a second. And then they're doing WrestleMania. But you got to build the stories. What they are confirming from this play out from Fastlane was that, not a spoiler, but kind of a spoiler, Roman Reigns beat Daniel Bryan. Remember, they had Edge as the enforcer because this is sometimes why I hate doing the show on Tuesdays, guys. Saturday night, or not Saturday night, it's Friday night SmackDown. There was big implications. Edge wrestled his first match at um on SmackDown 10 years against Jey Uso, whoever won with special enforcer match, Edge won. I don't know how it ended. I just knew it ended. Brian was, he probably got screwed over because I think they're going to add Brian into a triple threat. So it'll be Roman versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan in the coming weeks. And some people are like, yeah, I don't want that. And I'm just like, I totally want that. Why wouldn't I want that? Because it means, shows me that Edge isn't fully ready yet. It also means that Brian can eat the clean pin to protect either Roman if he is to lose the title or to just protect Edge if he is to lose the title. It, it's fine. And also, Daniel Bryan is an excellent wrestler who should be on my WrestleMania. So why would I want this? I'd rather have this be as a third bite of the apple against Roman in comparison to a, oh, he's just in a multi-man ladder match for the IC title. What I do know from what I've heard is that they botched the Fastlane match for the IC title between Big E and Apollo Crews. I had sent you guys the Apollo Crews promo. Did you guys have it happen to listen to the very bad Nigerian accent that Apollo was making? Because <laughs> yes. it was no bueno. And I believe he came out with the spear. I'm like, Vince, do you just want him to say we'll come forever? Yeah. Come on. That's the thing I, I hate Get Eddie Murphy this. out there. Come on. Now. Yeah. <laughs> America. This is not the 1980s. You don't have to do it. I heard the women's matches were bleh. Um, so Fastlane was just the in-between. Nothing big happened. Nothing significant. But it's going to go from there couple of updates that we should kind of talk about Raw and SmackDown. Unfortunately, we're having Drew McIntyre in my WrestleMania match against Bobby Lashley, who I'm loving it. But what do I love about Bobby? This big old brew man last night goes and says, hey, whoever takes out Drew McIntyre is going to get a title shot against me ASAP. And I love it because it kind of gives a better credit to Drew as being a legitimate threat in Bobby's eyes in comparison to what they were doing last night, which was having him going against a handicap match two-on-one against uh, Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin. I'm not cool with that because I don't think one guy should beat two people who are on the same side. It's different if it's a triple threat because you kind of like really diminish the the talents of those two people, but also you overpower, I would say, um, that person who won regardless of handicap and they did actually last year with drew one against kurt hawkins and zach Ryder. so it's almost like full circle it doesn't work but it, it just kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth because if he's supposed to be two guys at once why can't he beat bobby unless the guys who were just literally the raw tag team champion last week new day one for the 11th time last week were inferior all steps of the way it, it, it's harmful booking so to speak but Mania is going to be interesting. Um, you're getting feuds. It's been stuff that we've already known that's been confirmed for a while, but can we get to a better story? Because right now, Edge and Roman really might be the only one I care about at the moment. I actually care about The Fiend and Randy Orton 
a lot of people don't because the people hate long-term storytelling. Oh, we're going to talk about Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil in a second. Don't worry. I saw that little tweet and I laughed. Uh, by the way, Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil are um, hosting WrestleMania. And I find it super interesting because Titus O'Neil has been one of those few people who has outright said, I'm not comfortable with Hulk Hogan around the locker room, as long with other black African-American wrestlers in that locker room. Because why? Hulk Hogan said some racist stuff. And, you know, some people just don't take forced apologies and fake apologies, which is good on them. So you're going to put Titus O'Neil, who right now, Titus, I love you. you. You don't get the wrestling rings that much, but you are, without a doubt, an outstanding humanitarian and great human being, even though you were a gator. Sorry, bud. He used to be, uh, I think it was a defensive tackle. Hulk Hogan, it's Hulk. You guys know how I feel about it. I'm not crazy about it, but I acknowledge the fact that the NWO was a cool era. Um, bring it back from that little side note. Fiend and Randy, I care about. It's going to happen. Fiend came back on Fastlane. It's kind of looking a little charred, which makes sense because, you know, he was burned in December. Some people don't like it. And is it goofy? Absolutely. Is it silly? Of course. What I got to tell those people, remember what we're watching. For 30 years, we worshiped The Undertaker, the man that we believe could strike lightning from the sky and came from the grave and had a half-brother named Cain. And you don't want to believe the fiends in existence of being a psychopath with a split personality as a cult leader? Come on. Come on. You know, this is not highbrow humor. This isn't thank you for smoking or Juno. What this is, is straight up Cheech and Chong, baby. What this is, humor, it's toilet humor. And we got to appreciate it. You know, these are those slapstick parodies. This is every naked gun. Well, actually, you know, Naked Guns are very highbrow, in my opinion. I love it. It's It's just there. So there's sometimes where it's good and then sometimes it's bad. But, I mean, look at him. He, I, I don't know. I'm looking at it and I kind of hate it and I kind of love it because I love the fact that they didn't give him a completely new look. And I kind of love the fact that he looked like he got, like, burnt to bacon bits. And what he looks like to me, he looks like Venom from the Spider-Man comics who has not fully acclimated to the body yet. Um, so deal with it, people, because at the end of the day, there's real storytelling between Randy and Bray that goes back three WrestleManias ago. So you got to enjoy the ride. We'll talk more about some of the WrestleMania stuff in the coming weeks. That's just a few things to highlight. Unfortunately for NXT, Danny Birch, when he was, and this happened on Wednesday, so we can't talk about it on Tuesday, right? But Danny Birch hurt and separated his shoulder in a tag team match against Karrion Cross and Finn Balor. He was the NXT Tag Team Champion, and what happened was is that they had to vacate the titles, which doesn't make sense to me because he was squatting up with Oni Lorcan and Pete Dunne. So the idea is, why don't you just do the Freebird rule, which allows another person in your faction to kind of show up, be like, yo, I'm taking a spot. I got next kind of thing. But they don't happen, so they can do a vacant thing. I'm like, hmm, hmm, not a big fan. Not a big fan. They're building in for NXT. There's more stuff to kind of talk about, but what I want to go to is boys when we had saint patrick's day everybody's color favorite color of the day was green but for two women they had a different favorite color their favorite color was red and red if you go and you know about the bulls of uh you know spain where you're running with the bulls and all that other fun stuff what do we know about it you know you see red you get them going i gotta tell you i watched aew and NXT, but I watched more of the AEW main event than I did the NXT main event. And it was Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in the lights out, non-sanctioned match. Basically, no DQ, anything goes. Um, and 
I got to tell you, I loved it. It was gruesome. It was uncomfortable. I did not feel comfortable watching Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, two women who, you know, are aesthetically pleasing. And then what happens to be crimson red, bleeding like it's Mick Foley. But that, even though it's uncomfortable, what you have to remember is wrestling is a carniac sometimes. And these people do it for the crowd. The fact that Britt Baker, and I don't know if it was intentional or not, I don't think she played it. I, I don't recall what led to it, but she's wearing a crimson mask, basically, at the end of her match with Thunder Rosa, who was bleeding a little bit too, because they had been in a feud for several months. And here's the thing about the feuds. Some people, it's a feud about um, competition. Other people, the feud is about, I want to beat your ass. And this is where it led to it. And Britt Baker, if you bring that up, holy crap, the way she was bleeding. So it ends with Thunder Rosa doing the, the Thunder Bomb or whatever her signature's name onto, onto a table on the outside and then got the three count. But there was thumbtacks. There was um, just ladders being used. There was tables. It was basically like they said, hey, let's make a remake of Terry Funk versus Mick Foley in a Japan death match or an ECW or anything that we can do that we did from back in the days and let's make it our own. And you, you got to give them respect. I loved it even if it made me feel uncomfortable. And it only made me uncomfortable because it's violence because I have not seen those kind of violences in or those acts of violence onto women um, when I, I would watch other wrestling promotions, but it wasn't degrading. Degrading to me was the bra and panty matches in WWE, even though, you know, as a kid, you love it because you're a teenager, and, you know, you don't have broadband internet, so you can't get certain kind of things on the internet when everybody goes to sleep at night. But this was entertainment in a different way, but what I think a wrestler, when I'm not a wrestler, it would be great in a fictional world that I could do that, is the respect of their peers and the roar of the crowd. And fellas, you know, they, they got mine. It was something that was just amazing to kind of watch. And it's still undaunting now, but thumbtacks, tables, ladders, blood, all that stuff, big ups. Big ups to both of them, Thunder Rosa and um, Britt Baker. Britt Baker is, you know, just... Uh, I, I like what she does. She's um, Adam Cole's real life girlfriend. I'm a big fan of Adam Cole, and you know they're just both doing great work on two different brands. And that's where I'm gonna leave it with you guys on the cage. Just appreciate them and uh, love it. How do you guys feel about seeing that kind of crimson? Do you think that would? Oh, I think it would open the door at least for AEW to have more kind of these matches if Oof. it's earned. That Don't is... give me a hardcore match just to have a hardcore match. I hate that. That is you gruesome. have to build it up. It's gruesome, but mm -hmm. I, I think it, it goes to show that you can have, I would say, a mature storytelling of a match in a wrestling match that doesn't have to be a Saren pinfall. And, you know, this has started a couple of years ago with, like, the, I don't want to call it the women's revolution of what WWE was trying to do because I, I think it was just a natural progression with the talent that was there. Um, but I, I think it was something that interested me because it's all about the storytelling. I don't like to see a match just start where they're like, I'm going to beat you up, I'm going to beat you up, but we're going to do it with chairs. Earn that, especially if you're talking about a blood feud. No no joking aside with our thing. Blood feud is about the whole be like, I want to beat the crap out of you. So if you get something that builds up to it, months into the workings, I think the payoff is satisfactory. And what this does in the sake of AEW's future is Rhino, Hikarushita doesn't really have any good challengers. It's either got to be Thunder Rosa or Britt Baker that takes that title off of her. And whether or not they do, it's in between. But that got more spotlight. That got more momentum. That got more focus for me this in a while for their women's division. 
in comparison to unfortunately anything she has been able to do and part of that is just the bad booking that happens in the competition that you have but it's memorable and um to quote something i said several weeks ago about aw's thud at revolution when there was just the sparkler fest as opposed to explosions fest is that you know bully ray had quoted vince and says they'll always remember the ending something of that line they always remember the finish i remember that and mm. that's why you got to reward the girls and put them in the proper storyline for a feud okay that's it that's the cage that's right. the cage all right boys oh if you <clears throat> if you're a fan of south florida sports uh do not watch either the heat or the panthers tonight <laughs> it is it is not good phoenix so we we already know that's gonna get tapped yeah and the, the panthers are without barkoff and they are not the same so this is what lakers fans feel like without lebron okay yeah that's great quick quick heat note kyle lowry ain't gonna solve nothing just saying <laughs> i like kyle but he ain't, gonna solve, he ain't gonna solve the issue i've been saying for two months now mm. Ain't gonna solve Kelly Olynyk, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, the Heat just—they've been awful at shooting threes lately. Just awful, awful, awful. You would think you would think the answer would be stop shooting threes. Yeah, or you know, hey, work your way up there uh, from five feet out, ten feet out, fifteen, and then get beyond the arc. <laughs> or All right. the reliable three shooters, unless it's Jimmy Butler. Uh, well, man, crush Monday can't do everything. Well, all right, boys. So that's that's it for the 98th episode. Thank you to Bookstop for sponsoring us for today. Thanks to Valerie for popping on by and and talking some college hockey. And we will see you all next time for episode 99. We got to start planning out what we're going to do for the hundredth episode, but I know Dougie Souls is wait, already wait on second. board. Is episode a hundred my WrestleMania lead-in? Because I think we planned it, boys. Mate, ah, well, it's April sixth. April sixth is number one hundred. Boys, one hundred happened for a reason. Look at that; it's all <laughs> special here. Yeah. All right, and that's that'll be our big season finale as well. So there are lots of things. We got to plan some stuff out for sure. But, well, uh, take care, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. I will be on Chase Thomas's podcast on Thursday if anyone wants to check that out. And we will link that stuff too. And have a good night. Bye-bye. Good night, everyone. Take care.